0: Welcome to Tinto Talks, the hub of all things perinatal. My name's Octavia and I will be talking about all things pregnancy-related and beyond. We'll be covering specialist topics from experts in the field and collect a spectrum of real-life stories from parents who've been there and done that. Our aim is to offer unbiased, evidence-based information but also shed light on the joys and challenges of parenthood to support each unique journey, There really is something here for everyone. Finally, if there's a topic that you want us to cover, let us know. But in the meantime, sit back, relax and prepare to feel supported, inspired and informed. Tash is our fourth and last new mother in the series. She too was keen to have a home birth. I think the current restrictions of not always being able to have supporting partners in the hospital during lockdown has definitely been influencing mothers' choices, but in a positive way, as evidence does indicate that home births lead to less intervention and can have better outcomes. Again, Tash comes from a medical background, so it's interesting to hear what her influences were and what led to her choices. Hi, Tash. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you so we're here to talk about your up-and-coming birth um how many weeks are you now i'm now 37.3 i love it how every new mother knows to the day <laughs> with that trust when it comes to number two you'll be like um i think i'm you know you you know we'll be counting backwards working in months <laughs> exactly okay brilliant so um so not long to
1: go and um how's your pregnancy been I've been really lucky I'm going to touch some wood as I say this I've had a pretty scot-free pregnancy so far long may it continue. (laughs) Um, In a a
0: way that's a bit of a benefit of the lockdown period is that pregnant women have been able to chill out a bit
1: more so you're not commuting you're not working because you're a physio aren't you? Absolutely I think it's made a big difference I've been asked the question a lot how has it been pregnant during Covid or during a pandemic and I said, "Well." This is my first. So I haven't got any base for comparison. However, intuitively, you would think like you just said, not having to commute to work, not working in a busy workplace, doing lots of face to face because I'm also a physiotherapist. So I would have been doing a lot of interactions, walking around a lot, exerting a lot of energy. Things might have been quite considerably different. So working from home the last six months, as much as sitting on a chair and doing computer work has had its downfalls and it's got its problems as well I think holistically I've been so much more relaxed obviously being at home meaning that you, you haven't got that commute that traffic that stress working one bedroom moving from the other been able to get up and move and go to the toilet whenever you want is the <laughs> little things that makes a huge difference so I think actually it has been a bit of a blessing in disguise um to, to be pregnant over this period of time amazing
0: Well, that's good. It's good to hear some positive
1: stories um, coming out of coming out of lockdown.
0: Um, So um, obviously you're really near to the end now. So you've been starting to think about your birth. What's what's been your thoughts and how have your how have you planned
1: for the decisions that you've made? Yeah, well, it's kind of gone 360 when I initially found out I was pregnant in February. I had all these visions of only being five minutes up the road from my my nearest hospital. So for me at that point in time, it was like, oh, it's no brainer. I'm just going to go into hospital and have my baby. And hopefully that anything that needs clearing up can be sorted out medically. And then I've looked into things a little bit more because you do, you know, it's a new experience to me. And I've done all my research and I've spoken to friends and colleagues and professionals and I have started following a few different Um, women and physios and all sorts of people to do with birth and labour and pregnancy on on Facebook and, and Instagram and all of a sudden with all of these influences it got me thinking a little bit more about what what are my birth options because initially I guess most people think it's just go to hospital and I think also because of the pandemic my viewpoint has changed quite a lot so probably the last two or three months I've more seriously considered opting for a home birth obviously in the best case scenario so I've been preparing myself for that physically and mentally and I managed to speak to a friend of mine who's had two successful home births and that was more just to get a bit of an idea as to how it worked because again it was really new for me none of my other friends had gone through that before it's not something I was familiar with so you know having done your exercise classes and meeting girls on there and, and and other various and say different areas I've got a lot more information education and, and probably influence from from those as to make an informed decision as to actually I think that works best for what I want and I certainly with the recent issues want my husband to be an active part of my birth I don't want him have to wait outside or not be allowed during certain parts of labour and be restricted so yes I've I've opted for a home birth and we have gone through a lot of discussions about our birth plan you know what we would like at home and what we perhaps don't want at home we've just had a delivery of the birthing pool so we're going to go for a dry run of that and if we can use it fantastic if we can't we can't but it's nice to have everything in place so that I can mentally know that we're ready.
0: What, what were your I don't wants at home?
1: What did I don't want at home? Um, I didn't want too many people so i kind of opted out of additional students that weren't particularly necessary if they were with midwives uh didn't want any extra members of family i know that's a bit restrictive at the moment with the numbers allowed but Mm. just wanted it to really be my husband myself and the midwife or the two midwives i think that come later down the line really so minimal people didn't want it to be loud didn't want the as much as i'm a i'm a white coat worker you know i'm a i'm a physio I didn't want to be in that hospital setting with the bright lights and the multiple professionals and the doctors and the extra noise and the distractions from other women and all the things that you, you have when you sometimes go into the hospital setting.
0: It's funny because I think um, I, I've actually been getting a bit of dip from my friends who know me and my birth story about having done loads of birth stories about home births. And they're like, you're going away from what you're all about. And and I think like I... That I you know, I for me, a home birth just felt so alien, like the idea of it. I just thought that sounds really messy, really dangerous. Um, but actually, the more and more I learn about it, the more and the more women I speak to who've been through it and the more I understand the process of birth, it does make it does make sense not more sense but it makes sense as to why you would choose that option but um and i think you know it is it's a very rare decision you know only one percent of women end up having a home birth for their first child um but also like now when you think you know we were talking to another mother um and she was saying you know i just i just want to be in a safe place where i've got all those medics nearby but again With lockdown, like it's an interesting situation to be in because there is that thing that you might not be able to have your husband there with you, or you might not, and or if you did want a family member with you. I mean, when I had my first birth, I had my husband and my sister, and they were both there at the crucial point, um, which was rather distracting for sure because my sister was having an asthma attack and my husband was about to faint. But (laughs) but you know, it was really nice that they were there, and um, and you know, if you know depending on how long your labour is there is that thought that perhaps you might not have anybody there like you could be left to labour on your own potentially and I'm not saying that it, it means that you shouldn't have a hospital birth But I'm just these are the things that need to be considered in this time now is that you know to really get that consistent input and support and if you're if you are low risk and you know maybe it is definitely worth considering it you know
1: that's what I was just going to say, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a, a relatively smooth pregnancy throughout. I've been low risk, which, again, count my blessings. I've been very fortunate in that <clears throat> department as well. So that has helped massively for me to inf- that influence my decision as to what I would like. Obviously, there are some women who just don't have that option available. So I, I've I've been fortunate in that, uh, that kind of department. I also think, you know, being a physio and always utilizing and and preaching and working under the medical umbrella always I I trust holistically and wholeheartedly in the medical system Mm. and if there is enough evidence to support women who are low risk who know their bodies relatively well which I feel that I've got a little bit more knowledge perhaps than some that a home birth is still a very safe and, and viable option to undertake and like I say the more that I've looked into it the more I like the sound of it you know it just sounds much more natural for me I'm quite a chilled out person my husband's quite a relaxed person so I think it's the option that would work best for us should we be able to go through with it
0: absolutely and I think you're right I think it is a lot about getting our head wrapped around it And I think you know it, it the people I know who do decide to have a home birth they're just very set on it it's just like this is it there's no like Oh, I'm not sure. Like, you know, I. it sounds like a nice idea. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I'd like quite like a, a water birth. It's like it's quite a massive decision to have a home birth. You know, you are you're out of the hospital setting. So you do there are some risks that come with that. But at the same time, like, people are so set on it in their head that I think it just sets you up for a better Potentially a better situation because mentally, physiologically, chemically, you're going to be much more calm about that situation. You know, it's not just like, oh God, I'm at home. It's
1: like, I'm at home. This is great, you know. Definitely. And something, you know, I've I've chosen to, or my husband and I, we, the royal we, we have chosen (laughs) to do. NCT classes because it is our first and you know as much as I might be a medical professional I've never gone through this before and I don't remember when my mum was pregnant and I wasn't around when any of my friends had their babies so this is a very new experience for both of us and I wanted to make sure that we had a bit better knowledge and understanding as to all the different components of pregnancy and of labour and then looking after a newborn baby and I have to say it has been very very good so anyone that's not too sure about NCT I would recommend it even though at the moment it is um virtual I've, I've gained a lot from it and I think more importantly my husband has learned a lot as well rather than me telling him and and sounding like a nag the whole time he's you know absorbed the information so it's been it's been good on both fronts but you know part of the discussions that we've had in that again learning like you've just said about all the chemical changes being in a home environment and being relaxed even if it's just to start with will hopefully give you the best step on the ladder yeah. to the best possible birth that you can have so If it can go all the way at home, fantastic. And even if it can't to try and at least stimulate the the benefits of being at home and having that relaxation environment and doing the things that, you know, will keep you as calm as possible and keep those oxytocin levels nice and high to to kind of, you know, accelerate the, the experience.
0: It almost keeps the ball a bit more in your court. Whereas I think if you go to hospital, like even with the best intentions, and I definitely had the best intentions with Azalea, like you just know that there's another option. And I mean, to be fair, my first birth was pretty awful. It was, you know, 62 hours, I think, from start to finish. And, you know, that's not <laughs> nice for anybody. But um you look for external help when, you know. So, it's easier to kind of give in. But I, anyway, that's another story for another day. But NCT, so yeah, so that's good. And, and do you feel like you've, I mean, a lot of people tend to find that the most benefits that they got from NCT were, were actually the friends that they made through that. Um, how have you found interacting
1: with people via Zoom that you've never met before? I have to say that's probably the, the thing at the moment that has felt the most foreign is that I know a lot of people come out of NCT with friends either you know for life or even for a temporary period of time and it has been strange not to bond with them in a, in a physical format but it has been the norm really for the last six seven months I think for society so it hasn't been a shock to the system in that respect and you know a couple of us are planning to meet up who are closer together in our due dates for a coffee here and there yes it's not going to be all together and no it won't be with the husbands as well but at least there is that network of support that you can still why continue why not
0: with the husbands
1: uh because they're working and we're on mat leave <laughs> mainly i mean we, we yeah we will try and hopefully once the rule of 6 um or whenever that might change obviously we'll try and do a big meet up but at the moment it's just going to be pockets of us i think to try and just get to know each other a little better That's and, not and
0: have you, to need, you do need that support you know you need other mothers and you know um another um girl who was in our class she's she's been meeting up so i think they met up for the first time with nct lot after they'd had the baby and they all just sat there being like oh my god how much sleep have you had
1: <laughs> just I'm sure. I'm sure we'll end up doing that and certainly as i say if things change with the restrictions of numbers then we'll we've all said it would be lovely to see each other in person because that's what everyone feels like they've yeah. not had the ability to do but on the flip side of that, you know, the calls have been great. You can still interact with people. You can still chat, and obviously, that's one platform. It doesn't mean that you can't speak to each other on the phone, on text, or whatever. You know, so platform elsewhere. So, no, really, really good. Really enjoyed it, and nice for the boys to have a little bit of peer support as well. And I'll all be going yeah. with a similar thing, which I think is good. Quite-
0: And I think also, you know, as you say, like it's so alien for the men, you know, that as much as they want to be involved, then they're not. It's not their bodies that are changing. And, you know, I remember I think I saw a Facebook post that you did about um, when your husband was asking what it felt like to to have the bump and you strapped a melon to his tummy. I could
1: get for him to wear it for like two days so that he really got a feel of it. (laughs) Wear it from now on and then understand. Yeah. I think you know he's openly said as well I I don't know what you're going through I don't know what it feels like and they do I think generally feel quite lost in it so to feel involved in that respect whether it's NCT or or a different option of a class environment or a social interaction with other women and men going through the same thing I think it's quite a nice thing for them to be involved in as well. And do you feel like you've learned much from the NCT? Yeah, I do, actually. Again, I don't preach myself, despite the fact that I'm a women's health specialist. I don't know everything about birth and new babies. So I have learned quite a lot. And it's been good as well to refresh the memory of the things that I sort of knew about. And it's given clarity on that. So absolutely, I have I have learned and taken away a lot from it. And that's given a foundation also of, of interest levels that I've gone on and then, you know, explored and done a bit more reading around the subject of things that we only touched on. So it's yeah, very very good. Good, good. I'm pleased. Yeah,
0: good. And then I mean, just from um, I mean, carrying on the vein about the fact that you're a physio. So I mean, you you've been really active during your pregnancy, haven't you? You've done. I know you've done my Pilates classes, but then you've also done some circuit. You've been. I feel like you train like three times a week or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So up until about probably about five or six weeks ago now, I was doing about five. Structured sessions a week, which has gradually come down to about three now, and they're a lot less intense. But yeah, in the early stages, I was pretty fit and active, probably one of the fittest I've been um, when I fell pregnant, which again was quite a blessing in disguise because my body was almost ready for something like this to happen. And I tried to continue as best as I could for as long as I could, given the (laughs) <laughs> the restrictions and the circumstances there's a lot of zoom exercise classes but yet yeah, there were some circuit classes which was a lot of strength based and endurance based stuff obviously like you said we were doing antenatal pilates I was doing a little bit of yoga and then also some baby weights and bumps so a pre and postnatal class just with body weight exercise and they've all been fantastic and now I've weaned down to about three as I say a week because I'm getting more tired, you know, I'm bigger, I can't move like I did before, um, my fatigue levels definitely have stepped up, I'm more stiff, I can't, I don't have the flexibility, you know, you've seen me in the class, my hip range of movement is not the best in the world, despite the fact that I've got flexibility in other muscle groups, and that's not free fault of trying, it's just these huge physiological changes, and I think the, the one thing I noticed, and I think we talked about it the other week, having been really active over the the period of the pregnancy up until sort of the mid third trimester really it's still surprising how much my body has changed and how I'm still finding it more challenging to to do the day-to-day to climb the stairs without getting out of breath to even just roll in bed successfully you know <laughs> things that seem completely ridiculous are still a challenge despite the fact that i've been very proactive at trying to maintain strength and flexibility and endurance in both upper limb lower limb core and it's made me realize actually that there's probably a very large proportion of women who go through pregnancy without doing any type of structured exercise or targeted exercise for various parts of the body which makes me think maybe there's an understanding as to why so many women struggle postnatally with getting back on their feet with fatigue with back pain with all sorts of pelvic floor issues with mental health as well you know exercise is is proven to boost that stuff so it's really been an an eye-opener for me to go through it and have that personal experience and like you say have that kind of understanding a bit more of being a physio and what it's done physiologically and um, hopefully that that Helps me when I, when I do go back to work to, you know, educate the, the obstetric group of patients that we end up seeing pre and postnatally as as best as possible.
0: And also, you know, in terms of kind of recovery postnatally, it, you know, even as you say, with all the stretching and strengthening and really targeted specific exercises for women who are pregnant, your body has totally changed. And to, that's not going to just, change back once you've had delivered the baby your your posture will still be the same your your you know your hamstrings will be long your glutes will be weak your hip flexors will be tight and you know all those different postural changes um and you know even the rib angles changes all these different things and then you've got to get those tummy muscles to start to kind of shorten and and, and kind of come back together and there is so much work to do postnatally just to get back to you know what is deemed as not you know normal or you know not perfect but you know a functional a good functional body and to it takes a lot of time effort and 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 commitment to get to do that and you don't necessarily have to do it because obviously you might not have pain you might be one of the lucky ones but if you do have any problems such as pelvic floor problems back pain you know a diastasis you know down the front line um you are going to have to do some work to get it back to kind of a functional level especially if you want to go on and have another baby because then if you
1: do go on to have the other baby without doing the work it's only going to get worse isn't it so and I say that a lot despite the fact that I hadn't already gone through the whole journey to, to lots of women you know the expectation of their bodies to just you know click your fingers and magic back together again and be ready for baby number two or baby number three there needs to be work done and if you think about things in very sort of lay terms It takes us nine and a half months to get into this physiological state. Mm. Realistically, it's going to take about that time again for your body to make that recovery before you feel in any which way, like you say, normal or back to your regular. And that does need work. It won't just kind of sort itself out on its own. Muscles, unfortunately, need to be strengthened and it doesn't have to be an intensive program, but some effort needs to be needs to be uh, executed for sure.
0: And also from a kind of more physiological basis, like soft tissue changes take such a long time. So, you know, if you if you break a bone, it's quite clear cut, you know, you have your your break and then you immobilize it for six to eight weeks and then you start the the thing that takes the long time to get back is the soft tissue work around it that's become tight and weak and and immobile and the bone is fine and healed but the soft tissue is the thing that is the thing that's really challenging to to build the strength and get the range back in and the balance and all those different you know things so yeah I think people kind of miss or just underestimate, really, you know what what what's going on through their body. And hopefully, people understand that a bit better. Then they'll be a little bit kinder to themselves. That you know, gosh, it's been a year, and why do I still feel and look like this? It's like, well, a you've had a baby to look after, and b you've had a massive, massive change to your body. Beautiful. Your body never once postnatal, always postnatal. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that's now becoming a little bit more commonly understood. There's obviously a lot more. Information out there, and there's more social media explaining the need to do these things. And perhaps five, ten years ago, there wasn't the amount that there is now, and it should only accelerate further. But it makes me more passionate to to try and help women postnatally, both with kind of internal physiological muscle activation in terms of pelvic floor and your core work, but also external stuff. You know, building up your upper body strength to be able to haul the the car seat around and push yeah. the chair up the hill and do your shopping which could feel like an absolute massive workout when it should be something that relatively is smooth sailing after a few months so all of these things are are really really key and you know alongside that as well and throughout pregnancy there's an importance as well as not just exercise but just nourishing your body appropriately as well you know we have so many issues with women who end up getting gestational diabetes and high blood pressure and have suffered a lot of different ailments throughout for various different reasons and so I think the two things together are so, so important. You know, you need to nourish your body to give your baby the best nutrition, but that's also going to make you feel and function better, which will give you the want to go and do more. And then postnatally as well, if you're breastfeeding, obviously you want to have good levels of nutrition for the the baby to get the best from you and to keep your immune system up and running, especially as we're heading into winter and we've got a pandemic on the run. You know, you want to do the best for yourself that you can. Yeah. And also from
0: a collagen point of view, if you're wanting that skin and the fascia to kind of come back together and get that good, you know, bit of elasticity and mobility, then you need to kind of get all the vitamins in as well. So, you know, it's really worth reading into all those things or getting advice from a professional as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's all very, very good advice. And I think it's, you know, something that doesn't get kind of, um, you know, advised enough and 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 sometimes can just kind of the postnatal period you know you're just kind of left
1: left to get on with it you know so I think something that is it's a bit of a harsh comment in some respect but it's one for for thought provoking really is that you need to be a fit mum for your baby because if you neglect your body and you give everything to them you're not going to be the best person that you can be for them we need to look after ourselves as parents as mothers because they're relying on us yeah
0: they say that um I can't remember where I read this, but um they said it's been said that uh being pregnant, giving birth, and then the early postnatal period is like doing back-to-back ultramarathons. So the amount of nutrition that is taken from your body and the amount of like energy and you know, lack of sleep and that what you put your body through to get through that process is enormous. And so, you know, the nutritional side of things is huge. And I think, you know, um, giving and and sleep as well you know like supine rest like when you when you're training you need to have rest days and and that's going to help your mental health you know It's, it's just allowing all those little aspects and putting them all together and and again having your partner on board to support you through that so um Ruby one of our last mothers that we interviewed um they did um this 40 days um there's a book called 40 days I think it's called i will put it in the show notes so that um with the right name um but it's basically all about the right nutrition from the for the early days postnatally and you know also having like two weeks of complete rest without people
1: coming over and just doing the best thing for your body really and your baby you know yeah definitely you want to be the best that you can be and like you say i can imagine i can only imagine at the moment but the whole <laughs> uh, the whole experience of labor must feel like a marathon or an ultra marathon depending on how long you end up going for yours was like a triple ultra marathon. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Physiologically, that's going to massively impact your your body. And, you know, chemically, that's going to have an impact. Hormonally, that's going to have an impact. And they always say, don't they, you need to keep yourself hydrated. You need to have good, you know, high protein, well, well, vitamin content um snacks and foods and all this kind of stuff and it is the, the whole gels that you use
0: in um for mar- that's what I took I had the the gels for marathon I went into the, the the shop um at the running shop and I was like what what's your best kind of energy gel and she's like well what's
1: what's the event and I was like labor <laughs> brilliant. brilliant yeah absolutely and you've got to have something that you enjoy obviously you want to you want that experience to be as best as you can so they say load up your fridge if you can well certainly benefit of us having a home birth hopefully means that we can have whatever we want to have in our cupboards and in our fridge and my husband can be a the waiter for the night essentially but yeah the things that you enjoy the things that you're going to really reap the benefits of as if you are doing a massive endurance event and then really continuing that positive input into your body the exercise the relaxation the rest the nutrition everything needs to continue afterwards because that like you say is the important recovery time and that is when you're a new mum and you're It's when it gets tough yeah
0: you're when it gets tough those first few weeks and months you're just you know it's such a haze and it's you know even with the best baby in the world like it's hard work you know they need to be fed every two hours and it doesn't stop and and you know if you are breastfeeding then it's all on you and even if you're not breastfeeding it's still exhausting because you know husbands have to go back to work or partners you know um and um yeah i think you know it's it's a very exciting wonderful precious time but it's also full-on you know so yeah i think you know this is this is the downtime now like even though it's hard work physically um yeah. You know, make sure you get your rest, and I'd say like, I the advice I was always was like go to the cinema because that was the one thing that I could never once you have a baby that you just never seem to go to the cinema anymore. But um, never. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly, and whether or not you want to go and sit in a cinema right now, anyway. um But yeah, dates, baths, cinema, yeah. chill.
1: <laughs> one of the things I know it's not very PC to to sort of say this in some respects but something that I learned in the army because when I was in the army reserves was the five p's they call it five p's stand for preparation prevents piss poor performance (laughs) you can utilize that in so many different aspects of life and I think you can actually utilize that a little bit when it comes to your labor experience and your postnatal experience as well because what you're doing at the moment or what I'm trying to do is certainly prepare myself physically physiologically mentally emotionally socially for what might happen during and after the birth so that I don't have hesitations reservations anxiety and all of those things will have an impact often negatively on your body afterwards so if you can try and prepare from all of those different angles then I think you set yourself up for as much success as you're fate allows (laughs) and it is out of not I mean it's
0: not all out of your hands but there's a level of control that you can have through you know educating yourself and as you say preparing yourself and then there you know there is an element of just what will be will be and you know it's you've just got to I think the better you are prepared about all the different variables that there are then the less disappointed you'll feel or the more in control you'll feel as well you know so it's just kind of being aware that you know stuff happens and it's okay. it's just kind of knowing that okay, what what are we going to do in this scenario rather than oh my God, but that wasn't supposed to happen to me because you know that's just not how it goes. so
1: yeah, absolutely knowing all the options like you say, feeling a little bit more in control, having an understanding of different eventualities is all important preparation work if, if you go into things and you don't really know what's going on then you probably will feel like you've lost the reins of the horse and things do spiral out of control and I think that does lead to, unfortunately to a lot of women having negative birth experiences and then reflecting on that as a as a as a horrible period of time and, and one that they don't want to repeat again and you know, as I say, if we can try and help that a little bit, then hopefully that makes more people or more women have successful pregnancies, even if it doesn't all go to their their birth plan specifically.
0: What is funny, um, it just when you just said that, just reminded me once of a, a women's health physio that I met at, I think she was at King's. And she said um, she said that she just would always have an elective because all she'd seen is all the negative births so she obviously she'd been dealing with people with prolapses and grade three and four tears and this like the other and that's all she dealt with all day long and she was just like no way <laughs> this is not for me and I think that is okay as well to kind of have that you know for her the there was just no unseeing everything she'd seen and so for her you know that was the decision she'd made but yeah I think um it's just having those
1: I probably shouldn't mention that right before you're about to give birth but <laughs> that's the whole point of this to talk about all the different options But <laughs> the negative experiences will will influence how you think ahead they they always do you know it's almost like if you've had um, a bad experience of I don't know being mugged or something on a particular corner or a particular sort of nighttime event you, you walk around afterwards and you'll always be a bit more cagey because you remember that bad experience and it does change the way that we behave going forwards and birth is unfortunately no different and yeah being a women's health physio as well it is it's kind of scary when you think about all the some of the a lot of the negative things that can happen afterwards but again trying to think about all the positive things that can happen and it doesn't have to be that way and it's not one way or the highway either so yes I know about that stuff but I'm not letting that influence my my birth plan at the moment I'm trying to stay more positive about things and prepare my body as best as I can to hopefully not have that experience exactly and technically according to the stats those sorts
0: of things tend to happen with more um medicalized births where you have intervention and you've been potentially induced and you've got an epidural so if you have the home birth that you wish for hopefully those sorts of things that won't won't be part of your story so that's it understanding that isn't it and i think that's what i didn't understand before was like i was just like oh my god this is going to happen like you know even in my mind I was like I'm gonna boss this and then like you know but in the back of my mind it was just still there thinking this is this could be awful you know so yeah I think um
1: it's interesting isn't it that you've kind of you've gone through two births and now your your mindset has changed a little bit having learned a little bit more about it and almost mm-hmm. sort of wish I guess to some extent that you don't try it again <laughs>
0: I think it's only just kind of come to my mind that I'm not going to have a third like it's been a real like oh shall I shan't I and then I think I realized that just it's not the right decision for our family I still find it really hard to say that because I just it would be lovely but you know it's very probably easy for me to now say oh if I were to do it again I'm gonna I'd do it all naturally at home but you know, with the likelihood of that happening now being slim, maybe that's easy for me to say. But I definitely know that before the idea of a home birth repulsed me and and just was so alien. And now I think, actually, I get it now. So um, hopefully that's the point of these podcasts is to yeah. just educate people and give them well just inspire people to kind of look into it a bit more and
1: you know not just think oh no 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 there's definitely no right no wrong and there's not one formula that works for everyone and I was very much exactly what you've just said very much at the pre pre-pregnancy and very early pregnancy that I you know trust in the medical system want to go to hospital couldn't think of anything else and then gradually you know the last few months my whole mindset has changed and and that's Crazy because I always thought that I would be very much like you say I'm going to boss this and I'm going to go down one avenue, and it's it's totally different. So I think we do we mellow out a little bit, and emotions make you change a little bit. Hormones definitely make you change. Yeah, but it is it's really important that you know your options. I think that's the, the summary. It's not that everybody that's needs true. to have a certain type of birth. It's that you know what your birth options are. You understand um, what different interventions mean and how things can be accelerated. Because if you understand and you learn what the eventualities can be, then at least again you still feel in control, be it whether you're at home, midwife-led unit, hospital setting, consultant-led, whatever it might be. Even coming, even knowing that you have having A C section, it's still important to understand the options that you've got. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Brilliant. Oh thanks, Hash, thanks so much for coming on and having a chat with us. I think it's um yeah, it's really interesting hearing your perspective as a physio as well, you know, getting a bit of inside knowledge and I really hope it all goes super well for you, and I look forward to re-interviewing you in probably a couple of months' time. And you've coming starting to come out the other side. Yeah, and
1: um, hear how it all goes. Yeah, definitely, I'll be um, be a pleasure to to talk about how it all ended up going. <laughs> amazing,
0: amazing! No, it's exciting. It's exciting. Not long to go. All right, babe. Thanks so much, and um, I'll speak to you soon. Okay. All right. Nice one. Cheers. Bye. Bye. What a great interview there from Tash. I hope you found it interesting. I think she actually summarizes it better. So I will leave her little outro Um
1: and we'll see you for part two soon. Yeah, lots of good chat and hopefully reaches out to more people without saying this is the only way to, to do things. You know, it's all about options, but it's also understanding a bit more about your body. So yeah, it's good.